DJs and distortionists, extend your antennae toward the land of rock and roll, stare into the warmth of the glowing numbered circle, and don't touch that dial, because it's time to talk tall to me! Zap, zap, zap! Guess what? I got a fever, and the only prescription is more cowbell. It does exactly what it says on the tin. Welcome back, I am Omen Thomas Sade. And I am Nick McGill. Together we are Feckless Momes. And this is Talk Tall to Me. A phantom power promenade through the airwaves of prog rock in which Nick Mixdown McGill and Omen Sibilance Sade will hone in on the wavelengths of every single track that ultra-high-frequency rock band Jethro Tull has ever produced. We will test the Martin Bar bandwidth put a pop filter on David Paola Peg, and work out the volume units contained by the human electron, Peter John Batesse. And if you stand on the highest peak of your roof and cover your face with aluminum foil, you may catch a wave of the flute frequencies. The pirate broadcaster of Blackpool, the wearer of the 10,000 kilowatt kilt, Ian Amplitude Modulation Anderson. That was his, uh, that was his confirmation name, actually. The wearer of the 10,000 kilowatt kilt? <laughs> Yes, yeah. Ian, 10,000 kilowatt kilt, Anderson. That's it, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because they do, they probably do confirmations in the religion he was raised. Probably. Yes, I would say so. (laughs) Yeah. Nick, hello, and welcome back to our podcast program. I thank you for welcoming me. I welcome you in return to this episode of Talk Tell to Me. Thank you so much. Many welks. And this episode in question is exciting because actually today we are going to talk tall about the next song off of the Under Wraps album that is called, Nick? Radio Free Moscow. I literally cannot tell you how excited I am about this song, and so I won't. Shall we simply have a listen? Great, great talk, yeah. (laughs) Yes, let's listen. Let's dive right in. We've got no preamble. We've got no shenanigans or nonsense, chicanery, tomfoolery, or anything else. No mountebankery. No no quick shilling up the bum. No flummoxing. No bait and switch. We have just got Radio Free Moscow. This is Radio Moscow broadcasting to Great Britain and Ireland. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the hour. Oh my goodness, Nick McGill. That's a very positive response, Omen. I'm feeling very positive about this song. And let me tell you why. Please do. I freaking like it. <laughs> that, that would have been my first guess. Second guess would have been I sat on a shoehorn. <laughs> But I'm, I'm glad I went with the first one. My shoehorn shipment hasn't arrived yet. <laughs> oh, so you're only you're you can only get so happy until the shoehorn. Exactly. <laughs> no, I this song is fantastic to me musically. I love the content of it. I love how mm-hmm. it fits into the overall Jean Le Carré esque mm-hmm. vibe of the album, but also works as a standalone piece. Sure. I, I'm super impressed. 
by by the song. Again, not one that I'm super familiar with. Really, this is probably the second or third time I've ever heard it. Right, right. And it it truly delights me. It's very fun. It's very fun. That really plinky synth keeps it, despite the the actual content and and what it's discussing and how it kind of nestles into the greater story. That that plinky synth makes it so kind of lighthearted, mm-hmm. almost. And it, it toes the line, like, just when you, you're listening to it just enough and you're thinking, this synth st- is starting to sound a little cheesy. It, like, it turns, it changes track, and it doesn't push that, push into that realm. It's happy, and it's on the edge, I agree with you. It's it's like, it's one step away, the synth is one step away from being ripe to be in a, in a Pokemon game soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's almost 8-bit, yeah. It is almost 8-bit, but it's so lovely. It has such a... It gives me such an uplifting feeling. Yeah, yeah. It's There's a there's a, a definitive lightness to it, which is kind of in stark contrast to, to what, again, what we're, we're experiencing overall. But it, it, it really is effective because of that. Other things that really kind of work hand-in-hand hand with that, the candy-coated synth. Mm-hmm. What was the alternate name for Jethro Tull? Candy Coated Rain? Can- candy Colored Rain, I think. The Candy Colored Synth? Candy Flavored Synth. Well, for all you synesthesiists out there, <laughs> you'll know exactly what we're talking about. And boy, does it sound, smell, taste, and feel good. Oh, yes. David Pegg is really doing some brilliant work on the bass. Mm-hmm. In some of the other tracks that we've listened to so far on this album, the bass has been a little bit hard for me to pick out yeah agreed at times here i feel like this is the best mix of the instruments so far the bass is is audible he's doing some great work moving the the chords along there's this wonderful thing that david is doing david like i know him there's this wonderful thing that mr peg is doing where he's playing this sort of ascending series of tones that fit into the chord structure and kind of drive it forward toward the end you can kind of hear it clearly where it's like dum bum bum and he's literally just going up the scale I'm getting bitches from it pushes everything forward and and brings gives it that sense of of positive forward motion yeah i think I, I think we can hear he and I are bosom buddies, so I will refer to him as David. You can call him David, yeah. I, I think David here, like the last couple of songs, is is kind of coming closer to the front here in our in our soundscape because this song is a lot more simplified. It is a lot less jarring and noisesome. I I couldn't even tell you what the drums sound like in this, which is a good thing for once. They're pulled back. They yeah. are doing a great job, but they are supporting mm-hmm. the song and not giving too much flavor of the the mechanized of their mechanized origin. Either that or our ears have done the full evolution to drum machine frequency and now we can never go back to live drummers. Actually, I think for mine like my ears those parts of my eardrum have stopped working, so I can't hear 
a drum machine anymore. Something, something, tie me to the mast. Something, something, siren song. Something, something, Odysseus. Yeah, good. I, I love the, how that's we're doing our jokes from now on. It's just like, <laughs> I'm going to make a joke about Odysseus. You'll think it's funny. Let's carry on. <laughs> Hold on a sec. Someone is calling me. Oh, it's my joke. It's just being phoned in, Nick. <laughs> Tell them we're, we're doing a podcast. <laughs> I'm, I'm busy, joke. I'll call you back later. Send me a text. The, uh, again, the, the music here is, is greatly simplified compared to how the album started out. It's very nicely layered. You get to hear everything. Everybody gets to, to experience every piece in its, in its parts. And, and yet as a whole, it all does blend and meld together as well. I would say that this is as close to pop. Oh, it's Trey Poppy, yeah. As we've had on this album and and maybe as we've had in a long time with Tall, and I'm not mad about it at all. I love this sound. It's I think it's a it's a natural evolution for how we've been experiencing the sound of Tall really experimenting for the first half of the album. This is the last track off of side A. So this is the natural evolution and now that I think about it, being the closer, like it's a really good button for 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 the the end of the side. It's a fantastic button. I would use it to keep my trousers shut if I wore such things. But no, you no. You, sw- you swore off trousers years ago. I'm a loincloth man, Nick. <laughs> you know, you know me. I'm a loincloth man. I'm a. Lo- <laughs> He's a what? He's a what? He's a loincloth man. <laughs> I love the radio tuning sounds, the little radio snippets. I I adore. I absolutely adore that first accent, that first snippet. This is Radio Free Moscow, broadcasting to Great Visitor Island. This is Radio Moscow, broadcasting to Great Britain and Ireland. That, like, really, like, stick taped to your back so you can't bend over, staunch, super rigid, queenly sound. It's it's wonderful. And we'll get more into this in the second half of the show, I reckon. But I believe those are clips from real broadcasts. Oh, I'm sure they are. Yeah. From this real radio station slash program slash amalgam. Which, because he's using source material here, it actually takes me back to Stormwatch, to Dunringill. Yes, yes. The weather's Mm. on the change. Yeah. Six. Six. The weather's on the change. You remembered that he started with six? I forgot all about that until I pulled that clip today. I've got a memory like a steel sieve, Nick. It Most things drain right out of it, but occasionally a little piece will stick in there. Something gets stuck and they, you, you just can't get it out. No. What was I going to say? Something important. Oh, Nick, I think that the pop sound is really relevant to the theme of the song. And and again, we'll talk more about that post-second half. Okay. Post-Meridian. In terms of the intro with the radio sound effects right at the top and then those those radio snippets, I am such a sucker for exactly that kind of aesthetic. Like, I don't care if I've heard it 100,000 times if someone is like, we're going to start the song by imagining we're tuning the radio into hearing this song. I'm like, <laughs> just... Take me there. Really? I love it. That's very funny. That it, it, it cannot be overdone for you? Not for me. Hmm. I love it. I think it's, I think it's, it's such an obvious choice in some, in some ways, but I never want to stop hearing it. 
just because it paints such a distinct and evocative picture. Yes, and because I have a big personal connection to the radio format, to the to the mm-hmm. radio itself, mm-hmm. and yeah. a lot of my a lot of my really childhood before you and I met actually and surprisingly there was such a time there was not a time that that did not exist but when I was you know when I was six seven eight nine even in upstate New York didn't have a ton of friends very socially awkward very isolated in a way and there was no media there was no internet you know we would rent a movie once a week from the from the not even blockbuster it was it was like the reds video store (laughs) I had a I always had a radio, even you know, from when I was a young kid, and that felt like my connection to the outside world. And so, tuning, yeah. you know, I would go out into the woods and go camping, and even just up in my bedroom, you know, tuning into a station really felt like this this tenuous but very important connection with civilization. Now, normally here, I would make a joke saying, "Kids, oh, I'm going to phone in a joke here. Excuse me, bring, bring." <laughs> Something, something. (laughs) Normally, I would make a joke here about kids. Oh, for a radio, you actually had to turn a dial and tune in and get the frequency. But I know that everybody listening to this knows what a radio is. Yeah, yes. An an analog radio. It's it's really nice. (laughs) Yeah. And there is something about the analog format of the... We've talked about the sensuality of vinyl. There is a sensuality to a a radio, especially a portable radio. You know, you take Mm. out this magical box, you extend the antenna point it in the right direction then you have to physically touch and manipulate the dials and how how finely your motor skills can operate will determine whether or not you get the station that you want to listen to or or whether you have to listen to Nickelback Nickelback (laughs) got got a little spicy there the the boots all heated up (laughs) One last thing that I want to say uh, musically is at about 2.30 when the mandolin comes in for just a brief, I think maybe 10 seconds tops, very fun, very light and lovely and a good break away from what's normally taking that, that pitch area is the synth. The the, the mando comes in and, and so we get a little bit of an acoustic high pitch going on at that point. And it's mm-hmm. it's nice. It's very pleasant. I'm always tickled when, when anyone steps in with that mandolin. Also, we haven't talked about Mr. Martin Barr. Oh, he does. He does some pretty good, good shreds and rips in here. I can see why Ian said that this is some of Martin's best work. And I can see why Martin has such a fond place in his heart for this album, because the work that he is doing is. You know, I feel like all of Martin's work and really all of Tall to one extent or another stands the test of time. But this feels like it was recorded yesterday. It feels so fresh. And it, it feels unique from his the rest of his work leading up until this point. I mean, he's he's an amazing guitarist all the way through the run. But there's something here. Maybe it's it's having 
being released from the shackles of of having to worry about timing with a, a an actual living drummer. Maybe it's it's the the freedom of having the, the synth in there, so it makes it wacky, so he can kind of step out of that that feeling of being oh I'm a rock guitarist. You know, I'm I'm not sure what pieces fit together to make him really kind of step out of his box, step out from under his wraps, his white paper wraps here, but but he does there there's something more where he excels in his playing in this album. This whole song has a lightness to it, a an ease, uh, a light. And Martin I feel like is just riding on the top of that like a beautiful surfing dolphin. He's a he's a thunderbird atop the clouds. He is a he is a thunderbird. Yeah. And I feel blessed to have felt the sound wind of his feathers. <laughs> Nick, oh, there's there's also some harmony in this song. Oh, I missed that. Yep. I completely missed that. A couple of lines. It could be Ian harmonizing with himself. It could be David Pegg. Oh, sure. Is it on the Radio Free Moscow parts? I believe it is, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nick, anything else to say musically about this song? That's it for me. I think we are ready to head on into the halfway point of the show. Let's take a little ad break here. Are you tired of not being able to see in the dark? Do your knees yearn for freedom? Well, then we have the bottom half covering for you. Yes! It's the 10,000 kilowatt kilt. Come on down to Ian's Discount Kiltorium this weekend only for 50% off if you buy three 10,000 kilowatt kilts. We have woven in not only virgin wool, but also Lusonium, a light admitting fabric which will dazzle the club goers that are across the dance floor from you. Never worry about... Finding a stiff breeze to stand in, this kilt creates its own wind. It will blow itself off of your knees. And it will blow away your friends and enemies. Warning, do not work healthy from the time of having kids. Hello, Nick. Welcome back to the second portion of our show. Here we are. The content portion. Yeah. Because the first portion was contentless. Yeah, usually is. So before we dive into the actual lyrics and discussion story, etc., Omen, what is Radio Free Moscow? Ooh, boy. This is an example of a one of the uses of radio. So as long as there have been political states, there has been propaganda, there has been censorship, and there have been counter-propaganda or counter-information. And when radio was invented, the first thing people realized was, oh, they had greater control over what the state was telling its people. And then the second thing that they realized is that they could, with a, you know, a fairly modest technological investment, counteract that. So yeah. during the Cold War, when the Eastern Bloc had pretty heavy restrictions on the flow of ideas and information, there was a an American-funded 
radio station or really series of radio stations set up in Europe to broadcast into the Eastern Bloc, giving things like alternate perspectives on historical events, giving information where it was being censored, and also playing music. And one of the reasons that I think that the 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 pop theme of the, the music of this song is so exciting is because one of the things that was banned in some places was rock and roll. Mm. And so then there were, you know, there was an illicit trade in black market music. You know, this is the sort of thing that you still see in, in North Korea. You can't get modern outside music in North Korea, but people have smuggled it in. Anyway, I believe what Radio Free Moscow refers to is one arm of what is called Radio Free Europe or Radio Liberty, which was founded in the 1940s after the end of the Second World War and continues up to this day, has had a couple different forms, has had a couple different owners, but it is it is currently owned by the U.S. Agency for Global Media. Hmm. It also brings to mind a little bit, though from the other side, uh, I don't know if you know of Tokyo Rose. No, I'm not familiar with that. Tokyo Rose was a, a name given to all female English-speaking radio broadcasters of Japanese propaganda by the Allied troops. So they would play modern music, and they would be speaking in English, but they would also be giving bad news about the Allied troops and oh, good wow. news. So yeah, It was almost a, a double back on that whole idea. It was like, oh, exactly. well, we know that you're listening to the American broadcast anyway, so here's a fake American broadcast. Yeah, to demoralize and... wow. Yep, yep, yep. The programs were broadcast in the South Pacific and North America for the Allied forces abroad and their families at home, talking about how difficult the time was, wow, the military wow, wow, wow. losses. Yeah. So Tokyo Rose was just a generic name for any one of those those women delivering that. That's fascinating. And it's just such a, I mean, we could do an entire podcast series just on the history of you know, this radio propaganda, the radio wars, it was broadcast mainly out of Munich in Germany, in West Germany, I suppose, at the time. And in 1981, the Radio Free Europe headquarters in Munich were bombed. There was a, oh, a wow. huge bomb that went off, causing, you know, $200 million in damage. No fatalities, but a lot of injuries. It was eventually pinned on someone, some criminal named Carlos the Jackal. Oh, that's badass. Yeah, really cool name. Super goals. And <laughs> uh it was it was you know the the idea was oh well it was the president of Romania who had con who had contracted this. But then later it turned out that it was or someone within the KGB said, "Oh yeah, we had a mole on the inside of the radio uh, the radio for Europe and we used our connection with that mole to to plan out and, and plot the bomb so mm -hmm. lots of history there when chernobyl happened all the eastern Bloc media stations radio stations said nothing about it for four months but obviously something had happened right yeah and so that was a big kind of shift of people saying well like all right our governments our our local radio isn't saying anything about it we may as well listen to what the foreigners have to say about it because mm -hmm. at least they're giving us some news right right so amazing amazing kind of tapestry into which we can 
weave this story of spying and counter spying and intelligence and counterintelligence and propaganda and anti propaganda and misinformation, et cetera. Right. And I just want to, one more thing about Radio Free Moscow in general is it is still extant today. Uh, according to guidestar.org and krfp.org Moscow, quote, Radio Free Moscow is a nonprofit organization dedicated to the progressive values of peace, justice, democracy, human rights, multiculturalism, environmentalism, and freedom of expression. Yeah. Amazing. They sound pretty goddamn cool. <laughs> yeah. You know, and a lot of people out there will say, well, that's all just fancy caging. That's that's a fancy frame for propaganda. I suppose. I mean, anything is propaganda to the person who doesn't like it. I mean, right? This podcast is propaganda to the non, to the anti-prog people. That's right. The My wife thinks this this podcast is propaganda. <laughs> well, and she might be right. She's probably right. Another fun little connection. There is a mention in the lyrics of Ether. Lock on to the ether. Lock on to the ether. So ether is another, a very old word for air, or in this case, the air waves. But ether was also the name of the Romanian president's program that was specifically working on attacking anyone who worked with Radio Free Europe. Any journalists who made contributions to it, they would be attacked by this, this counter-propaganda group called ether. Wow, very funny. good find. Yeah. That's great. Wow. Okay, so I think I think I'm ready to move to move into actual discussion here. Let's actually start speaking now. Okay, great. F- last 45 minutes was pure silence. So this is another one where Svetlana is kind of off doing her own thing or this is pre-Svetlana, you know, like we said last week, where does it fall? Is this a chronological album? Are these snippets? We don't know for sure. She seems to be a figure that that weaves in and out of this story a little bit. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But this this is this is the first time that we get that we touch on the spy aspect, the espionage of of like you said, the intelligence, the counterintelligence. Everything mm-hmm. else has been kind of hands on. This is a little more kind of a chess game almost. This is a little, I, I need, I, I got to sit back and wait for information. I got to spread the wrong information. If there is a protagonist in this song, is this person an active part in creating or facilitating these broadcasts? Are they there to disrupt the broadcast? Are they simply a person who is trying to tune in? That's, you know, on the face of it, that's what the last one is what it sounds like to me. Yeah, d- d- listening to the messages, it could also be he needs to listen to the messages because his handler is going to get something through to him. Totally. He's going to pass some information on. Totally, I love that interpretation. His next move. Tune into messages from the Eastern Avenue, lock onto the ether, squeeze the signal through and through, war of the airwaves, making scare waves. I'm getting pictures from my Radio Free Moscow. I love the imagery of getting pictures from the radio. Yeah. 
And he says that regularly. I mean, he says that on, on in every single verse. So it's really a descriptive feeling here of he's he's getting the picture. He knows what he has to do. He's moving on to the next thing. Well, and, and what a wonderful open phrase for interpretation. Getting the picture. Does that mean he's understanding? He's getting the picture. He's he's understanding what he has to do next. Or is he? I mean, another interpretation would be that. He's simply getting a picture of what the freedom of the Western world looks like. Right, yeah. You know Dire Straits. Yeah. Do you know the song Making Movies? Probably. I, I probably would, would recognize it if I heard it. Fantastic, fantastic song. It's about a young woman who is rollerblading through London, listening to music on her Walkman. Huh. And the refrain is, she's making movies on location. location. The idea is that she's, she's absorbed in this world of music. And for her, speeding through these city streets, she is in her mind or in her experience. She's creating these stories, creating these movies. She's making movies. Is that Skate Away? The album is making movies. Oh, you were 100% correct. Yes, it's called Skate Away. So, you know, this idea of listening to music, listening to a broadcast and and having that create a world of imagery for you. That was my experience of of being on the farm in upstate New York and hearing these radio Mm. programs from, you know, from older times and kind of seeing this world open up uh, in front of me. Yeah. It's nice because it 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 still it still has that feeling of the spy, the espionage overarching story, but there's it it kind of takes a step back from what we've seen so far, and and it kind of gives us a new kind of we we see we see our our protagonist from a different light here, and and like you said, it's it's open enough for us to interpret it like maybe it's not so maybe he's just like kind of doing extra credit, you know, for lack of a better mm. term, like he's not doing anything really actively, but he's he's just kind of there. Or is this a vignette of sort of the reason why the spy is motivated? You know, is this some kid who yearns for freedom sitting in his bedroom in, in Russia, in the USSR, you know, tuning in to this broadcast and trying to get this little taste of, of you know, freaking rock and roll or, or life outside of what he knows or whatever being busted in on by the by the authorities. Right. And this is sort of, you know, this is the thing that motivates our hero, if we have a hero, to keep doing what he's doing. I like that, too. I like that a lot. There is motive there. There's, there's a, a clear story for us to... To see a parallel of, of what he is fighting for and what he is experiencing and what this person is experiencing. It's, that's, that's nice. I like that a lot. One little detail that I found fascinating was that, you know, in order to broadcast over great distances, you have to use alternating modulation, AM radio. Mm-hmm. FM is, is, doesn't go as far. So AM, you can broadcast farther. So this, this would all be AM. And when when the Soviets realized that this was having such a big effect on their population, they said, all right, from now on, any radios that we produce, we're going to take out the AM receiver so you can only listen to FM. Holy cow. And people immediately said, oh, great. 
I'm going to start selling AM transmitters on the black market and people would just fix their radios because they're very good at that stuff. Yeah, nice. Take that, Russia. But but also because it's Ian writing this song, I feel like he can't help himself but put in some ambiguity. I love this mm. middle verse. Voice of America, symbol of the free, mine of disinformation, pleading sympathy. You know, is it is it really freedom that, that that's coming across the airwaves, or is it simply this sort of sympathetic disinformation? It depends on the listener and who who's to say. Yeah, I see. I see voice of America. So that's what's mirroring there. So his voice is of dis disinformation. He's pleading sympathy for the the other country. Oh, you're saying mine, meaning the possessive mine. Yeah, my my voice. The voice of America is the symbol of the free. Mine is of disinformation, pleading sympathy with Moscow. So it's so funny because English has words that are spelled the same and mean different things. I was imagining like it's a mine of, like it's a place where you oh. can get a lot of disinformation oh out of it. Oh my gosh, yeah. Crazy. That's very crazy. Hmm. Down in the Cold War games, forever naming names. That kind of makes sense. I can imagine, you know, that a lot of the broadcast is saying, well, this politician said this and this politician said this. And actually they, what they meant is this. And well, this politician over here is saying this and, and we are this and you're this and blah, 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 you know? Yeah. And, and honestly, if you get picked up by the KGB or whatever, and, and you got to rat somebody out oh, so they don't have to cut names, off yeah. your hand. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, 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 that's great. Right. And then the listener does get caught. I put my headphones on and reach out on the beam. I put my headphones on and reach out on the beam. What a great phrase. We actually talked about on the beam long ago. I forget what song it was, but it was in reference to Radar. That was a long, long time ago. And, and it makes sense. You know, Radar is essentially radio waves. I can hear the engineer's screaming all across the world as i say these things it's just a box that makes sound right and and one box can hear another box that's right yeah but you know reaching out to that beam of literal radio waves shut her up the windows i'm getting up some steam shut her up the windows i'm getting up some steam getting into the mood listening to his rock and roll somebody's at the door catching me in the act they've been keeping the score I'm getting my pictures from Radio 3 Moscow. Somebody's at the door. Yeah, again, like you mentioned before, I really love the idea that our protagonist is seeing this and we have like a split screen where there's like a kid in Russia doing the same thing and, and getting busted for it. Maybe our protagonist isn't so actively doing it, but they're on his trail, you know? Yeah. Or is he seeing a kid getting busted for listening to the radio and wants to help him, but knows that if he does so, he's going to blow his cover. I mean, it really, right. It's so fun that like this song by itself is fantastic. I would listen to this song out of context happily and i yeah. probably will but 
it being in the context of this kind of, you know, tales of the Cold War, a kind of kaleidoscope of of betrayal. That was my um, that was my band name in middle school. Oh, nice. In middle school. Wow. Yeah. Very deep. Played heavy metal recorder music. Very nice. Very nice. It allows you to kind of take this song and and unfold the origami of it. That's not, Mm -hmm. that's not, that's a bad, that's a bad uh, image. Why why would you unfold the origami? (laughs) It allows you to take this song and and follow the fractal patterns of, of narrative out from it. Yeah. Yeah, right. It's, there's, the, it's it's the rock in the pond and you see where it goes and what it affects as it ripples out. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Gorgeous stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. I like it a lot. Have you ever had an experience where a certain broadcast felt like a lifeline to you besides Talk Tall to Me? Oh. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, I get really... I get really into certain podcasts, you know, that I, that like, I cannot wait for every week. Yeah. You know, is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Okay. Does that open up a space in you that you feel like you're getting, getting pictures from your podcast Free Moscow? I think so. I, th- I think so. I'm disappointed when I don't get that picture if for, for whatever reason the podcast doesn't isn't released for that week, you know? Yeah, sure. Yeah. What about you? Anything? Oh, golly. I mean, you know, when I was a kid, definitely the... So I think I've said this before, but the local FM public radio station out of Syracuse, New York, maybe, when I was growing up, or maybe out of Oswego even. Yeah, WRVO is Oswego. WRVO, that was it. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was run through the local college, and so Mm -hmm. they kind of did whatever they wanted. And what that included was... Four hours of old time radio at night. Yeah. Every night from eight o'clock to midnight. Loved that. Yep. They would start out with the the comedies, Fibber McGee and Molly, The Great Gildersleeve, The Jack Benny Show. And they would kind of transition later in, in the evening into the The Shadow and Dimension X was one of them. Some of those some of those shows are really scary. Yeah. But that was the that was my first experience of like there being a media broadcast that both felt very private to me and also like that those voices were my friends. Yeah. Yeah. To this day, I I will listen to WRVO just to hear not the, not the, the national broadcast of the sure. NPR people, but like the people working in WRVO. Sure. Mark Lavelnier is one. Mark Lavelnier. Yeah. Yeah. All the, I, all their voices are just like, and I didn't really get into those until high school, but they're still such a nostalgia for me. Yeah. One thing that's fascinating about the content of this song and kind of the world of this song is that the internet has really changed the game. Mm, sure. And in a way, made it more difficult because the internet is now ubiquitous and radio has kind of taken a back seat. Even most of us listen to the radio, quote unquote, through the internet. Whereas... You know, with the internet, you can simply shut it off in a country. We see examples of that. China has some very impressive firewalls. In fact, I think one of them is affectionately called the Great Firewall of China. Have you heard of this? (laughs) No. That's what it is. It's a huge, it's a massive firewall that keeps out the, you know, the websites and information that 
that the Chinese government doesn't want in. And I'm sure there are ways around it, but yeah, it's a lot easier in a way to shut down the internet than it is to shut off a radio broadcast that's coming from someone else's country. Working for Cornell, we get a ton of students from China, and boy, does it make a, a extra leaps and jumps that we have to go through for IT to to get them to be able to access their email sometimes or 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 activate their ID. Well, because they're studying from China. Yeah, or the, or they're. They're in China. They're activating all their stuff. They'll be coming to the States, Mm -hmm. but they can't do anything until they get there. And sometimes it's even specifically the device that they're using. If they're using Huawei device, no way. Good luck. Huawei, more like... More like no way. Okay. (laughs) The joke kind of already happened before I started making it. Yeah. And now I feel sad. Ring, 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 ring. Don't, don't answer it. It's my joke. I've been dodging him for weeks. Well, you're ghosting that joke. That's embarrassing. Omen. Oh, Next week. Next week is... Something of a bonus track, not quite. It kind of falls into that weird limbo of like, wasn't on the vinyl, but was on the, the cassette, but was on the, on the CD. Mm-hmm. We are doing track number six off of the album. It is Astronomy. Astronomia. Astronomy. Until next week, you, dear sweet listener, can make scare waves of your very own by rating us five stars and providing a review on Apple Podcasts. If you get caught in the act, make sure that to preserve your dignity, you are wearing a branded Talk Tall to Me t-shirt. It will make your capture by the KGB that much softer and more elegant. <laughs> Maybe they'll, they'll go easier on you. Maybe. You can't tune I in. I love Talk Tall to Me, my favorite oh, podcast. We're going to Talk Tall now. Uh, you can't tune into messages from the Eastern I'm talking Avenue. talking Tall to you now. Sorry. <laughs> you can't tune into messages from the Eastern Avenue, but you can tune into two additional podcasts a month, as well as access to our Discord server. What? That must cost $100 a week. In fact, it is only a mere $5 a month to subscribe to our Patreon. Practically podcast-free upstate New York. <laughs> Speaking of, I am Radio Free Marietta, Nick McGill. I am the old box unit that you have to hold in a certain way for it to get any reception, Omen Thomas said. Somebody's at the door. It's the Feckless Momes. And we are finally getting up some steam. Talk tall to me. Transistor is up and ready to go. Thank you, comrade. I will now jam the signal from those capitalist pigs coming across from the western Germany. Force it into the signal like they forced their blue jeans into our country. Yes, yes. Uh, Sergei, are you ready to put on your very convincing American accent? Ivan, I am ready. I've been practicing all week. I'm going to press the button in three, two, and then... 
and welcome to American Broadcast Radio Free Moscow. Red, right, and blue. I am Tony. Hello. Yes, I am Henry the Hamburger. Oh, the hamburger. I just ate three hamburgers. I love them, them so much. And I drink piss beer as well because America's so good. I will open up a new can of hamburger for us right now on radio. Uh, radio Free Europe, yes. That's yes. right. That is right. Uh, red, white, blue cast coming to you live. We are here to deliver news. Oh, I, I'm afraid uh, we're delivering bad news. America has run out of bread all of a sudden. For no discernible reason. Oh, how is possible? The country with the biggest bread basket, the big loafs, is now all gone. Oh, breadless. It's a sad. It's a sad day. But uh, but hey, there's lots to be proud of about capitalism. This just in from hot blonde bombshell, president of American company. Uh, it looks like we have some more bad news on today's broadcast. Oh no, president. Jimothy Carter, he was eaten by raccoons. Oh, that's what you get when you elect peanut farmer. Oh, we are so foolish, us Americans. I don't know. It, the smell of the peanuts, too much for the raccoons to resist, and now he's gone. But we are, we are proud Americans. I know we will push through and we shall persevere. Or maybe we won't. I don't know. Or maybe we won't. News about the evil communists now. It looks like the very strong-looking communists who have very good teeth because they have no sugar in their diet. Correct. They are, unfortunately, doing better than we thought. Uh, Everybody, uh, we're getting a report that everybody has enough food. There is a a beat in every pot over in in that terrible land. And uh, the ruling class, they all have grizzly bears to ride upon. They do not wear shirts. It is wonderful. They all seem to be enjoying themselves a lot more than us poor Americans. Crazy. Crazy how communism is not failing like they said it would. Ah, ha, ha. Who knows? We have had previous reports that the KGB was doing um, was doing things, but actually what it turns out is that the KGB stands for the Kissing Boys and Girls Association. It sounds like all they want to do is to kiss you. That is it. They give they give warm hugs and smooches on cheek and you go away and they give you a beat or two, perhaps a potato or cabbage if you are lucky. If you say the good names that they want, yes. I mean... I love Elvis Presley. Oh, rock and roll, the way he moved those hips. Yes. Finally, our, our final news story for this hour, Henry. I am uh, I'm so sad to report that, in fact, what uh, all Americans were worried about is that Talk Told to Me is, in fact, a proud member of the Feckless Moms Audio Network. That's right. Okay, I, uh, we're off the air now. I, uh, the, the signal jamming did not last. Did we get the last part through at least? We did, we did. Oh, thank God. You know, Sergey, if if I was an American, which I am not. Ugh, pui pui, no. Pui toi toi. I would listen to Talk Tall to me. It's sort of like those handsome boy voices. Ivan. Ivan, I would too. I have radio feckless moms. I have contraband radio listening device. You want to listen right now? Oh, let's do it. Oh! 